Welcome to the Domination Podcast. Christopher here in my studio in Australia. Just thought I would do a podcast. I haven't done one in a while since the last Three Dimensional People song, which was, I think that was in November or December. So it's been a little bit. Life happens, gets in the way sometimes, but uh, finally got something. I mean, I wanted to try to get three songs by each project out in the period of a year, and I, I'm, it's looking like I might be able to do that since the first one came out in August, so I got this song that I'm talking about today, as well as two others, hopefully before August, and that'll be nine songs in a year. Um, the song that I'm talking about today is Beautiful as a Stranger. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say before I get to that song. Um... I'm not sure how many more of these podcasts I'm going to do because I can't really tell if it's me to do these sorts of things. Um, you know, with with the way the industry is now and, and it's, you know, it's harder and harder to try to find a ways to promote yourself. I'll take that back. It's not harder to find ways to promote yourself. I guess it's just sort of hard to find avenues that really make sense for my personality, I guess. Um, you know, they, they call this way that things are done nowadays, they call it the attention economy, so that if you don't constantly have something flashing in front of your face because there's so much content and you have everybody sort of vying for your attention 24-7, you know, through Instagram or Facebook or whatever you're using, uh, TV and Netflix and all that kind of stuff, everyone's vying for your attention and there's only so many hours in the day. So, you know, there's a new paradigm that says if you're not constantly bombarding people with content and information and what you had for dinner and all that kind of stuff that people forget. And maybe that's the case. I'm not sure. So, you know, I've tried a few different things, uh, a few different avenues of, of promotion. I'm not a promotion person, really. Um, I just like to write songs and, and record music and put it out and know that you're all enjoying it and connecting on some level. That's really where I get my enjoyment. Um, I hate the promoting part. And so it's been really tough trying to find, you know, a good avenue to reach people. Um, I probably use, in terms of social media right now, I probably use Instagram the most just because I think it's the easiest. Um, but, you know, I'm not someone who take picture, takes pictures all the time. I don't pay, take pictures of myself. I don't take pictures of everything I see. I, I'm trying to get away from my phone for the most part. Um, you know, I think that's a struggle we all have nowadays is we're just so attached that I feel really accomplished if I manage to go a few hours with the phone in the other room while I watch TV or something. Um, so it's, it's been about trying to find a good method to tell you what's going on. And I'm not sure if podcasting really is my thing. Um, you know, cause they say, you know, depending on your personality and, and what you sort of naturally gear towards, that's what you should use the most. So if you're taking lots of pictures, you should use Instagram as your main way to kind of promote yourself and get yourself out there. Or if you'd like if you like to write little blurbs, um, like like Twitter might be your avenue to go if you like writing witty little comments all the time. And um, podcasting is another way of getting 
the message out there, whatever it is that you're doing. And um, I've tried it, and it's all right. Um, I don't consider myself a big talker. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I find it hard for me to just blather on about something, even though it's technically what I'm doing now, but I don't necessarily enjoy it. And not to say you have to enjoy everything you do, but I'm just trying to find an avenue that's the best way for me to do it. Um, so I think I will do podcasts, the other, you know, this one, obviously, and then the other two to kind of close out the year of making music and putting out songs, but I'm not sure if I'll continue or not. I guess it's really up to the feedback I get. And with podcasting, I really have no idea how many people are listening, and I'm not even sure how to check how many people have downloaded it and who's subscribing and stuff. i got to figure out how to do that because I don't know if there's five of you or 500 of you um, that are paying attention to anything I'm saying here. So, um, yeah, I just don't know if it's working or not. And I'm thinking of maybe just doing long-form emails, you know, because I tend to be better at writing than I am speaking. So maybe that's what I'll try next is just, I don't, I don't know if anybody really wants to read a page of me rambling on about a song, but I don't know. I may try it. I'm still trying to figure it all out. Like I said, in this attention economy, I'm, I'm really trying to find my footing and figure out what's the best way for me to do, for me to let you know what's going on. Um, and I'm just not quite sure what that is yet. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. Um, in the middle of doing the next song, which I think is going to be called Strings. And, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I'm interested in, in, uh, in putting that together. So we're recording that now and, and mixing and putting all that together for the next song. I'm also preparing to release a video for Beautiful as a Stranger, which should come out in about two weeks. And I'll start teasing that probably mostly on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I don't even know if anybody's on Twitter anymore. I get messages once in a while, but nothing. Instagram seems to be the, the biggest, kind of mo- most active place, I guess, on our Facebook page. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm rambling. See, that's why I can't do podcasts, because I'm just sort of, just sort of uh, talking out my ass, I guess. And you can probably hear the cars going by, and it's probably annoying. Um, what to say about this song? So this song is a song that I wrote... Or actually, well, the initial, the initial seeds of the song happened when I first came to visit Australia, which is sort of interesting how things come full circle. But in 2011, me and the band came and did something called the Soundwave Festival, which is unfortunately no longer around. And um, it was my first time coming to Australia, and I loved it. And um, again, if you don't, before I get into this, I always am sort of cognizant of the fact that I might give you the meaning of this song and you may be like, well, I thought it was about this and now I don't like it as much, which happened to me a couple of times. <clears throat> so I'm a little hesitant to go into it, but I do think it's sort of an interesting story. And the song, believe it or not, is supposed to be funny. You know, not like Weird Al Yankovic funny, but it's tongue in cheek. Um, so yeah, I came to Australia and we were, it was the coolest festival I think we'd ever been on in terms of just 
getting treated really well. And, you know, some festivals like when we did download, d- download in, uh, in the UK, there's still a separation of a little bit. Like you see other kind of rock stars and stuff hanging out in the food banquet, uh, catering area and stuff like that. Um, but I remember sometimes like you couldn't, if you had this wristband, you can go only go in this area. And if you had that wristband, you could only go in that area. Where Soundwave, everybody was all together. So it was cool, like, just being in the mix, in the midst of everything and in the mix. And, you know, you get driven to and from the hotel. And, you know, Slash would be on, on the bus with us. And um, Primus and White Zombie or Rob Zombie. And, you know, just like everybody was together. So it really just felt cool. Um, and so, yeah, so anyway, we, you know, when, when it's in Australia, because this, because there's really like five big coastal cities where the populations are centered, you're sort of flying to every city. So you do the show and you hang out at the festival and maybe you'd have a day after the day before, depending, and then you get flown to the next thing. So everybody kind of just moved in this huge caravan. It was really a very memorable experience. Um, and I just remember, so there's one, at one point, you know, I'm in a different country and there's, of course, girls everywhere and, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember, you know, and I, I, I don't play around or anything like that, but I just remember being, I think it was in Melbourne and they had this sort of like beer garden backstage. And I remember sitting there with the guys and seeing this woman and going, oh, wow, she's beautiful. And then she started talking and I was like, Oh, it really sort of just, you know, changed everything that I thought at the moment. And so that sort of planted the seed of the song because, you know, it's, it's hap- it happens all the time and not just with, you know, the opposite sex or, you know, anything like that. It's, you know, it can be just anyone where you, you, you think someone's cool or, you know, it could be happening to me right now. Um, (laughs) Anytime where you're seeing somebody and you're attracted to them and then all of a sudden they sort of expose their mind or they expose their heart or something that's more than skin deep. And it really just sort of goes, man, I wish, I wish I didn't know that. I'd rather the, uh, the fantasy live on. I'd rather than, you know, just, if you didn't say anything, you would have been awesome. And I could have sort of lived with this fantasy of thinking that you were a beautiful person. <laughs> so um, it's meant to be sort of tongue in cheek. The lyrics are sort of, you know, funny in a way. Um, it's not meant to be taken too seriously. Uh, so that's where it started. That's where the meaning sort of started. And then, believe it or not, it was Queens of the Stone Age that actually inspired the very it didn't end up anything like a queens of the queens of the stone age song but i just remember walking the festival grounds and hearing something that was like the beat of this song and it was their opening song and i just saw the drummer going i remember it's sounding so cool coming through loud and and um yeah so so that so the meaning of the song and that intro to a queens of the stone age concert uh, must have sparked it. And so I just had the beat in my head. 
dun, 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 and I just, I didn't know, I, I didn't even, I didn't know the song. I don't know a lot, a lot of Queen of the Stone Age song, songs. Um, so I came home and, you know, after the festival and I just sort of started sussing it out and sussing it out. And I think at one point I did go back and try to figure out what song that was that inspired it. And it didn't end up sounding anything like it. Um, so I must have just sort of pulled something out of the rhythm that was happening on the stage. Or maybe it was just an, <clears throat> an intro to their set and not a part of a song or something. I wasn't sure. Um, so it's funny how you can hear something and then that seed kind of takes on a life of its own. And that's pretty much what happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, so that's how the song sort of came about. And it was really sort of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not depressing. It's kind of like a, like disgusted, like, oh, you know, I wish you'd shut up. Don't say a word. We've got a good thing going right here. Um but then over time, because I had, the, you know, obviously that the seeds of that song were in 2011. I sort of flushed it out into a full song and rent somewhere around 2012. And since then, I started to um, almost make a joke of my own joke when, when it comes to the song. Because the core, the, sorry, the bridge of the song where it says, if I learn too much, I might run. That used to be, those used to be different words, um, which I can't remember at the moment. But at that point in the song, so it sort of, sort of shows you what the evolution of the song is, because that part of the song is all of a sudden sounds like more of a love song. If I learn too much, I might run or even worse, fall in love. So I sort of did that just to kind of throw a wrench into the whole thing and be like, you know, this whole thing is tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. And what about the flip side of that? What if you think this person's beautiful and then they start to speak and you learn about their heart and you learn about their mind and then you fall in love? Which is sort of like, you know, can be a scary thing that may be uh, not at the right time uh, for whatever reason. So I sort of flipped the meaning of the song as it as it was being written, I sort of flipped it on its head with that bridge to give it sort of a whole other spin to it. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, I think that's all about the song and the meaning, and I hope it doesn't ruin it for you. I hope you find it even cooler knowing that if you hadn't already picked it out yourself. Um, and I guess the other thing to say is, you know, I was, when I was writing the song, I was sort of also listening to a lot of um, Roy, Roy Orbison at, at the time. And, you know, I have my kind of solo Christopher Dahman solo Americana project, which is sort of focusing on my love of kind of Elvis and Cash and Roy Orbison and those things. And that sort of bled into this song. And so in my mind, it's sort of what if Roy Orbison were alive today and my age and a rock musician that this is kind of the song that he may write um, musically, not necessarily the words or anything, but just the melody of the vocals and, um, and even the beat and the way the song is kind of done on a 
you know, it's done on a baritone guitar, like single string the whole time. There's no power chords in the whole song. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the vibe that I think was not on purpose, but you know, all these things from hearing that Queens of the Stone Age intro to kind of listening to Roy Orbison and having that in my head and, and all that kind of stuff. It's sort of, it's not an intentional thing. It sort of just is all in the environment around during the creative process, which, you know, it seems like it took over a year and a year and a half to complete, um, in terms of the song being written, um, all those kind of environmental things are that are around you while you're creating kind of seep into the creative process and influence it in some way. Um, yeah, so that's that. But then, you know, I didn't record it until now. So I mean, I recorded it before. It was actually supposed to go on Rise, the second album, and it just didn't fit. You know, it was was actually recorded with the producer and everything when we did the album. But then when all the kind of Roadrunner stuff fell apart and we said, okay, we're going to put out Rise on our own, we put together the collection of songs that didn't really quite fit what was um, what was happening with all the other songs. I didn't think it really fit the other songs very well. And um, honestly, the recording of it, I was really unhappy with. So I was like, I don't want to, this song should sound much cooler than it was sounding. So I just kind of held it back. And then, you know, within the last couple of months, I don't know when, it must have, I don't know when we started it. But anyway, it's pretty recent. And, um, and I did the best I could with recording and mixing and mastering. Uh, I sort of only learned that stuff because I have to you know, because producers are expensive and studios are expensive and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of the stuff I do when it comes to um, music production and recording and stuff and even music videos and things like that, it's just sort of what I'm able to teach myself as I'm doing it. And um, yeah, so it's as good as I could get it for now until I, I, you know, I I get it as good as I can get it. And then I go, okay, well, that's probably as good as it's going to get. And I'm tired of working on it, so it's time to just end it and go on to the next thing. So that's pretty much what happened. I Sometimes I'll hear things even now. Now that it's out, I'll be like, oh, I wish I would have changed that or done that, but I just didn't have the patience for it anymore. I'd spent too much time on it, and I wanted to get something out, and it's been too long. So that's that. So this has gone way over the amount of time that I ever thought it would. I've rambled on pretty well. I hope uh, I haven't bored you all to death. But that is that. I don't think there's anything else to announce at the moment other than I have plans to do a couple more songs. Um, One's called Strings and the other is called Clearly. And there are actually plenty more. And I'm just trying to figure out, am I going to do all these like singles or am I going to put out the next two and then just wait to finish recording the other ones and put out an EP or wait, wait and do a full album? I'm not quite sure. So maybe let me know what you think. Tweet me, write a comment on Instagram, um, whatever you think, which, whichever way is your favorite way of getting in touch. Um, I check all those things as much as I can uh, or whenever I remember to. There's once in a while I'll get on there and there would be a message from a couple weeks ago and I'll be like, how did I miss this? But um, I'll do my best to get back to you if you have any questions, but I'd love to know your feedback and I'd love to know if anybody's listening to this or if you know how to check the stats then I would know. Um, But that's all for now. I'm sorry it's been so long, um, but 
I have been, uh, even though other things in life sort of get in the way, I never really stop uh, writing music, recording music, and getting stuff prepared. There's so many things that I want to do. And I guess the last thing is, you know, now that I have these other projects and I have an outlet for my more sort of rockabilly, bluesy stuff, and I have an outlet in three-dimensional people for my love of, you know, Depeche Mode and The Cure and that kind of stuff, I feel it's really opened the door for the Dom and stuff to be really dark and really heavy. And I'm really looking forward to doing much more of that. Um, so there's about a group of, I don't know, 10 songs I kind of want to get out of the way that are kind of already full-fledged ideas with demos recorded and stuff. And then for Dom and stuff, I think it might start getting uh, much heavier and much darker. That's where I'm kind of seeing things go. So, um, yeah. Anyway, enjoy Beautiful as a Stranger. I hope that's been interesting on some level. And, uh, you know, I wonder if I should turn this podcast into some kind of interview thing, something that goes beyond Daman, because I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, I'm done. Enjoy the song. Let me know what you think. More to come. Um, Add us to your Spotify playlists, because that really helps them take notice and possibly put us in other playlists, which get lots of attention. So if you use Spotify, add us in your playlist. Um, Leave comments. If you use iTunes or Apple Music, leave comments on the song. Um, All that kind of stuff, those ratings and those comments and stuff, all those um, tech companies, they look at the algorithms and be like, oh, how many, you know, how many playlists has this song been added to? How many, you know, do people listen from second, the first second to the last second of the song? Or do they clip out, check out midway? All that stuff matters. So um, give the song a listen, leave your feedback, add it to your playlist, leave your comments, uh, share it with people, and it all really helps us. So that's all for now. I will talk to you all soon. I hope everybody is well. And enjoy the song. Shut up, shut up, don't you say a word. We've got a good thing, no matter what you've heard. To risk it all, well, that would be absurd. Wait up, wait up, moving much too fast. You gotta take it slow if you wanna last. First impressions are like. You're beautiful as a stranger
So let's 